Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Hello, all you orgasmic angels, and welcome to another episode of the Radical Sex Witches. I'm Little Leah, and with me as always is an orgasmic angel herself, Carla Wainwright. Hi, Carla. What would what would your trumpeting call of an orgasmic angel sound like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I would be like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're off to a great start already. Yep. We're five seconds in. <laughs> oh, well. Carla already needs to change her panties if she's got any on. I doubt it. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Oh, I tried to actually tell my daughters like, well, we were traveling and she's like, I didn't bring enough underwear. I'm like, just don't wear any. And and she's 14. And she was like, what? So. (laughs) That's why you have children. So you can mentally condition them to the ways of the world like that. Correct. Correct. Just don't do it in jeans. Like that's some chafing. That's probably yeah. not going to do you any favors. <laughs> pick pick your cottons and your and your skirts when you're free balling it. Exactly. Agreed. Yeah. So how are you? I am. I'm doing well. I want to know how you're doing. You just wrapped up an awesome, successful weekend at uh, Northern FanCon. I sure did, and um, I'm slowly growing my brain back. They're about 20 hour days a piece running around like the concrete floors in the CN center. I was just like, I could have had a wheelchair. And while that sounds like hell, it is always, (laughs) it's always so much fun. Like we have guests that come back every single year, celebrity guests, and we have friendships with them. And then we make new friendships with people. And for me, like that whole entire year of planning and working our asses off, like that's what it's, that's what it's all about for me is, is to meet new people. And so the North does not disappoint. We like to show our celebrity guests a good time when we come here. And I think that like pretty much everybody had, you know, as much fun, if not more fun than I did. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to next year. So that's way in the future. And my brain is still thinking about like two days ago. So by the time this <laughs> airs, it'll be a few, it'll be like two, three weeks. You'll, you'll all be happy to know my brain will hopefully be back by then. Anyways, guess what? We're returning to one of our favorite topics today. It's another rendition of I Was Today Years Old, Orgasms. And Carla, of course, with all of her just like magicalness of finding fascinating topics, found 20 different facts about orgasms. Let's see if we know them. Why don't you kick it off? Okay, so the the very first fact is um, that the word orgasm comes from the Greek word orgasmos, uh, and that word translates to excitement or swelling. So pretty accurate. Yeah, that sounds like a superhero name, orgasmos. (laughs) So it's funny that you say that, because as soon as you said it, the creators of South Park... um, years ago, many years ago, my twenties made a movie and I think it's called orgasmo. Oh, actually I remember that. 
right? And they were like the Mormon boys, like well before they wrote the Book of Mormon. But it was like the Gasmatron or some shit yes. like that. And they would just like shoot people and they'd cream their jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet you can find that somewhere on the internet. Oh, you sure that can. <laughs> that movie was funny. Um <laughs> Moving right along, the average orgasm is about 20 seconds, although for some women, orgasms last up to two minutes. I'm doing it wrong. Uh, the journal Czechoslovakia, Psychi- all these words I can't read. What's that word? Oh, psychiatry. Yeah, oh. some journal. Published data showing that 40% of women estimated the duration of their orgasms to be 30 to 60 seconds or even longer. And 48% of women experience predominantly long orgasms. Of course, there's no right amount of time for how long your orgasm should last. But, you know, if I could have a two minute orgasm, like fucking sign me up. I read that I was, uh, I'm missing out. Uh, Who's counting? <laughs> like, I would just be like, I, I would in my brain, I'd be like, it's not stopping my angelic call. Oh, God. <laughs> I think we should do like a mashup of our two angel orgasmic. <laughs> I think we'll get fucking canceled for that. <laughs> Possible. <laughs> okay. So uh, number three, more than a third of women say that they need some sort of clitoral stimulation to orgasm. So I like this isn't, you know, probably uh, an astounding fact to anybody, but I actually think that this number feels super small. Like I think that's, I would have thought more than a third of women need clitoral stimulation to orgasm. And especially what we know about the clitoris, how many nerve endings there are like six to 8,000 nerve endings. So yeah, kind of interesting. And how many that, women can't can't orgasm from penetration? Yeah, you know. So, yeah. Well, moving on to number four, I feel that like getting to twenty, it's going to take a while. <laughs> <laughs> They're short. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Sixty um, percent of migraine sufferers experience moderate to complete relief after an orgasm, according to research published by the International Headache Society. Go the Headache Society. Uh, many women also find that the pelvic contractions of an orgasm help relieve menstrual cramps, and it has been long long suspected that morning sex can cure hangovers. And if an orgasm can alleviate pain, this may actually p- prove this to be true. Hmm. I mean. I think so. Like it's been a long time since I've, uh, well, I guess I, maybe next time I get a headache, I'll go rub one out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they have, you know, of course, all the hormones that are released, the endorphins definitely have, um, an effect on reducing pain or a perception of pain. So yeah, I think that not always may be appropriate in the moment, <laughs> but if you can and you need to, why not? Do you think I'm, I would be interested in knowing how long that lasts? Because to me, if we're just talking about the fact that, a, you know, maybe 30 to 60 seconds on average for an orgasm, like how long after that fact of coming down from it, am like, am I going to be alleviated from, I would like to know more about that. That is a good question. I was, I could see it in the moment and maybe for a few minutes after, but then it's like, oh fuck, I'm still hungover. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Five, um, feel like you can't think straight when you have an orgasm. And so this is not 
wrong, actually. So an orgasm mediates other neurotransmitters that impact other functions. So research at the University of, uh, oh my gosh, now this word, I'm not sure, uh, Groningen in the Netherlands show that orgasms deactivate an area of the brain that processes fear, as well as other parts regulate your vigilance for danger. So orgasms also um, have an effect on your self-control and moral reasoning. Well, that's, this really explains a lot about men, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so again, like if you're feeling scared, orgasm is the way to go. <laughs> Unless you really have a good reason to be scared, in which case might not be the right time. Yeah. Freddy Krueger's coming for you with his like <laughs> knife hands. Don't, oh. don't whip it out and be like, it's just a dream. It's just a dream. <laughs> Bitch run. <laughs> And make sure it's not up a set of stairs. (laughs) Okay, moving right along. Orgasms crank up pain tolerance. Awesome. In one study, women's pain thresholds during orgasm increased by 75% and their pain detection threshold increased by 107%. Okay, so wait, I'm just going to stop you. Do they know this because they put like nipple clamps on? (laughs) Like what, (laughs) what, how did they measure this? We're turning up the volts. Yeah. <laughs> How'd they get that extra 7% on the 107? I don't know. Um, not surprisingly, this tolerance to pain has to do with the feel good endorphins and the oxytone, oxy, I can't say that word, oxytocin, <laughs> a bonding hormone that are released when you orgasm. The effect will last for about 10 to 20 minutes. On the other hand, men's brains don't release oxycotin when they orgasm. Not, not oxycotin. <laughs> Oxytocin. Ox- did I say oxycotton? <laughs> you guys, it's fan con brain. I can't fucking read. Oxycotin. Oxytocin. Oxytocin. I can't. <laughs> the other oxy. Right the other oxy, the good oxy. They don't get the good oxy when they orgasm, okay? They experience a boost in pleasure, yet they don't reap the pain killing benefits. Suck it, patriarch. <laughs> Yeah, so they felt those nipple clamps. <laughs> That's a different study, though. <laughs> but this actually answered your previous question. I should remember this. So it lasts 10 to 20 minutes afterwards, I guess, the pain reduction. Right. So maybe that's like the headache kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, it does answer that question. Very good. Okay. Seven, your DNA could be responsible for at least a third or maybe 60% of your ability to reach the big O. Uh, according to research published in the journal biology letters. So this is not exactly the topic you'll bring up with your mom, unless you have a mom, like I'm a mom, (laughs) but I'm not asking my mom this. Oh, fuck that. Me neither. (laughs) So it's kind of hard to determine exactly what role DNA plays, but it could be anatomical. So the ability to orgasm during intercourse correlates with the distance between the clitoris and the urethra. So if your clitoris is less than 2.5 centimeters from your urethra, it is more likely that you'll orgasm during intercourse. Science, man. So say the experts. <laughs> I just picture all these like little, little Volvo rulers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Get your mirrors and your rulers, ladies. <laughs> let us know, let us know the distance your clitor- your clitoris is to your urethra, please. La, 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 la. 
Moving right along, point number eight, 95% of heterosexual men reported that they usually or always orgasm during a sexual encounter, while only 65% of heterosexual women said the same thing. But women in same-sex relationships are more likely to orgasm at 86% said they usually or always reach climax when sexually intimate. That's because they know their way around the part. That's, that's right. Yeah, I, I saw a short once, nine out of 10 pussies prefer lesbians. <laughs> Nice. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Nine women can have orgasms in their sleep. So everyone has sex dreams, which means everyone can have nocturnal orgasms, which is what they're called, but it's yet another thing that's disproportionately associated with men. Uh, but it's not true. So just as many women have that as well. And if you've had a dream in which you really felt like you had an orgasm odds are you did. And I have these like somewhat frequently, they're pretty awesome. I only have sex dreams when I um, have naps in the middle of the day. Remember when I snitched myself out about, oh no, that was about jerking off in the middle of the day, not napping. Wow. I'm really selling my business here. <laughs> Let me work for you. Um, <laughs> a lot of the dreams. Yeah. But usually I do have my sexy time dreams and afternoon naps. And uh, there's been lots where it's like, I feel close to orgasming. And I think I've only maybe actually done it for real once or twice. And then I wake up and I'm like, did I have an orgasm? Kind of feels like I did. Mm -hmm. It usually, actually, I'd say that for me, my orgasms wake me up. Like, oh. <laughs> are you a screamer, Carla? <laughs> well, no, it, it's silent. <laughs> At least the sleeping ones are, but it's, it's like, wow, cool. SBO silent, but orgasmic. <laughs> Bring us in at number 10. Um, okay. Orgasms get better with age. So it turns out that as you get older, the quality and frequency of orgasms can improve. So a recent study showed that 61% of women ages 18 to 24 experienced an orgasm the last time they had sex. But you compare that to 70% of women in their 40s and 50s who say that they did. So um, yeah, something to look forward to. As we age, we get more orgasmic. I believe it. If you think back to your early days of going to pound town, you know, you didn't really fully know what you were doing, what you liked, you know, you had to take time to get there. Yeah. And I think that as we get older, we hopefully get a little bit more assertive and ask for what we need and, and know Two our way around the block. In my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like things in my bum. Number 11, medita <laughs> meditation and orgasm feel the same to the brain. Oh, cool. Scientific American reported in 2011 that orgasms and meditation created a similar effect in our brains. Okay, got to go, got to go meditate in quotation marks. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting because I meditate and I orgasm and yeah. they don't feel the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are these people doing? <laughs> but um, maybe there's just one part of the brain that determines it like that. Like my body does definitely is, is not in agreement that they feel the same, but you know, why not? Thanks science. <laughs> okay. 12 orgasms have been shown to cure the hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> so a study in 2000 in the Canadian family physician, so leave it to the Canadians, <laughs> uh, having sex could treat your hiccups. <laughs> No, it's not just sex. You got to have an orgasm to make the hiccuping stop. Yes, true. <laughs> okay. What does a hiccuping orgasm sound like? 
just going to let you all imagine that. <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> okay, let's reel it back in here. Jesus. Number 13. The shape of your lip could produce could indicate better sex. Which lip? A 2011 study in the Journal of Sexual Medicine suggested women with a prominent tubercle of the upper lip or the center of the upper lip has more prominent dip, have a greater chance of having a vaginal orgasm. Like the lip on my face or the lip on my pants? Uh, The lip on your face. Okay. And well, we're talking about orgasms. Obviously, I'm thinking about the VJ. Yeah. Um, show I, me I think your so. dip. Stick your dip. Oh, yeah. Here's my. Right <laughs> Hello, is your dip? <laughs> Man, if anyone out there is listening to this <laughs> <laughs> and hasn't stopped, and ladies, and ladies, you go check out that lip dip and see if it's going to be worth your time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, 14. The first vibrators were created by doctors to treat, quote, uh, female hysteria. Bringing women to orgasm was part of a doctor's job description back in the 19th century. And what was that movie called? Did you see that movie? All about the first vibrator? No. Oh, it's I'm going oh, to go I, watch I, it now. I wish I could remember. So yeah, so women would come to the doc, go, yeah, come to the doctor oh. to, to, yeah, be treated for hysteria. And so he would masturbate her behind this kind of like box curtain thing. And his arm was getting so tired because the women were just coming in, <laughs> you know, like line up of women because their men weren't satisfying them. I feel like I might've talked about this before, but anyway, we've so covered he, this fact about like treating female hysteria yeah, and how they would so, do it. But I think I'm having a flashback. Was it a TV show? No, I feel this like it seems was a like movie. super okay. One of our listeners out there, yeah, let us know. Please let us know. And I, I do want to let you know though that the very first vibrator that was invented uh, was steam powered. <laughs> choo choo! Woo! <laughs> oh wow! Feels like I've taken drugs today. Number fifteen. About 80% of women have faked an orgasm. The same study found that 25% of women fake an orgasm 95% of the time. <laughs> I can, me and math, we're not friends. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that a quarter of women fake an orgasm 90% of the time, which makes me a little sad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want you to have to fake it. I want you to have to, or not have to, but experience it for real. And then, you know, be okay with saying, yeah, didn't do it for me. Yeah, I think we we were so afraid of of uh, disappointing our partners, and you know, if you're if you're having sex with a man, like to not bruise his fragile ego. Come hang out with me; I'll ruin that right quick. <laughs> okay, women number sixteen. Women can orgasm during childbirth. Oh my god, that's confusing, hey? So it's absolutely possible to orgasm during childbirth, and a French survey of midwives found that. Okay, only 0.3% okay. reported births during which a woman um reported births during which a woman achieved orgasm. So this was a big goal of mine when I was, you know, pregnant. I wanted an orgasmic birth. I'd read about this. I'm oh like, my this God. amazing. Uh that's not what happened. <laughs> it was not orgasmic at all. Um, but I do know somebody who had that kind of a birth. And wow, 
Incredible. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, you're looking a little stunned. <laughs> <I am>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 17. Apparently, women have a specific breath odor after having sex. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I won't finish the joke. Um, <laughs> Theodore Van Develd wrote a marriage manual way back in 1940 called Ideal Marriage. And in it, he claimed women have a stronger, stronger genital odor than men after sex. The genital or I can't talk today. The genital odor is stronger in women than in men, he wrote. When the whole organism is stimulated and ready for coitus, this odor is increased by the lubricating secretions of the accessory glands of the vulva. And in many women, there is apparently an increase of the odorous um, exhalations of skin and breath as well. This phenomenon may then serve as a special means of excitement and allurement for the male lover. Lots of words there. There's a lot of words that uh, adore, adore, odor, <laughs> <laughs> breath odor. Yeah, because I was sucking a penis. That's what <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I know I couldn't, I couldn't get past this point without saying it. Like, come on. You haven't had anyone ever say to you, did you just suck a dick? Cause it smells like it. Like not, not exactly. No, <laughs> like brush my teeth. <laughs> Sucked a dick, got to run out the door. See ya, pal. Just kidding. (laughs) Okay, 18. Women can have an orgasm while working out. So there is something, uh, an exercise-induced orgasm, which is called a corgasm, Mm -hmm. and it actually exists. And so of the women who report having experienced this phenomenon, 40% say that it's happened over 10 times, and 20% said that they could not even control the experience, that it just happens. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that might be motivation for me to work out. Maybe I should go and see. It's never riding, happened to me. Working. Riding the stationary bike in the, uh, <laughs> the gym. You need that one that goes up and down. <laughs> oh, bear with us. We've only got two more facts left. Number 19, you can have an orgasm even when brain dead. What the fuck, Carla? According to bonk author March Roach in her TED talk, it's possible for people who are brain dead, but still have beating hearts. Okay. To experience an orgasm. I could believe that. Yeah. It's kind of nice. I guess, I guess so. That's really morbid. And I hope our last fact. Yeah, I saved, I saved another, the, the, I kind of thought I'd put the two morbid ones at the end. So the very last fact, (laughs) but I think this one's actually kind of, kind of cool. Okay. Good. So women, and of course, men can die when having an orgasm. So uh, the French refer to an orgasm as la petite mort, the little death. And they, uh, they might be onto something. So deaths during consensual sex account for approximately 0.6% of all sudden deaths, which usually happens um, as heart failure during the act. But I've always thought that that is the way to go. Well, yeah. Come on. How did he, how did he die on top of me? (laughs) I hope he wasn't a very big man. Yeah. So there you have it. 20 facts. Um, I was today years old about orgasm. 
You have outdone yourself once again with your research, my friend. I applaud you. That was fun to listen to. I hope our listeners had a good time listening to it as well, even though like sounds like I'm on drugs right now. Um. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if, if you have something that you want us to research that you're kind of curious about, that's sort of in the realm of things that we tend to talk about. Yeah. Send, send us a note and I will research away and we'll do another episode of I was today years old. Yeah. We'd love that. That would be awesome. Next time on the radical sex, which is we're heading to the women's union. So you're not going to want to miss that one. I'm little Leah. And I'm Carla. We are the Radical Sex Witches, and we will see you next time. Hello, witchy listener. It's Carla here. If you're feeling disconnected from pleasure and unfulfilled in life, reach out to me and let's connect on a free call. I love helping women like you shift to owning your sexual power, reconnecting to your body, and finding your unique Radical Sex Witch within. Go to CarlaWainwright.com or find my contact info in the show notes. Let's co-create a life for you that is truly turned on.